welcome to Bourbon and Badges, the podcast coming to you from Studio 77 from Gastonia, North Carolina. We are the voice of the uncommon people. I'm one that of we host. are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, B-Dub, along with Slow Ride and Hound Dog. Hey, glad to be here. Dub. I did good. I'm doing, doing better, good, guys. See you there? You're doing better. And I guess what? You. We have a guest. Not me. Ronnie Worley. Ronnie, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thanks a lot. I, I didn't know I was supposed to have a nickname, though. Or a, Oh, you'll get uh, one after oh, tonight, brother. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a slumming tonight, my friend. I'm yeah. here to tell you. Ronnie is retired North Carolina State Trooper. He's running for the uh, State House. That's right. Thank you for being right. here with us tonight, brother. Oh, I'm. it's my privilege and honor to be here, so... Uh, at least right now, I don't know if I'd say the same thing at, at the end of the show, but right now it's my privilege. Well, you fit right in. Well, you actually feel better about yourself once you leave here. So you will. Not, not that you need to do that, but yeah, all right. So, fine. what are we drinking tonight? We're drinking bourbon. Uh, well, good thing because okay. <laughs> we have to change our name. That's part of the podcast. Eliza Craig Rye says, "Straight Rye is actually a gifted bourbon." Oh, those those taste the, the best. They are the best, but the uh, Good buddy I play golf with, David Hudler. Thanks, Dave, for uh, hooking us up with this uh, Eliza Craig straight rye bourbon. We appreciate you. We love gifts. We do. We absolutely do. Well, Hound Dog, how come every time you get it, it's gifted when I have to get it? Yeah. I got to pay for it. Well, you know what? I'm on mic three. Yeah, you're mic three. Once you get it to mic two, maybe, maybe you'll get that. Maybe I'll get some freebies. Jeez, okay. I'm Sounds sorry. like you need to find different friends. <laughs> or, or find a friend. A friend. I, I, got, I got many of friends. Yeah, don't don't give don't mislead don't mislead B dub at all. I got friends. Plenty of them. In low places. Yep. In and around Gastonia. All right, man. All right, let's cool. see what it is. What are you doing, Bear? What you got? Got Elijah Craig. I know. You gonna you gonna we pouring that tonight? We're gonna drink it tonight or are you, what, what are you waiting for? Well, I figured we'd look at it for a little while. I mean, Give us a background on it right quick. All right. How about this? It's a straight rye from Heaven Hill Distillery. I used to say Heavenly Hillary. Heavenly <laughs> so, Hillary. Yeah. Oh yeah, Democrat? Don't you oh, are, don't no, put that no, on no, that bourbon. That's, that's what I'm saying. Don't All ever right. do that. Anyway. He, the no. subconscious crush. Ronnie, I Ronnie, think. come back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he lives. <laughs> Ronnie's a Republican. He's gone. <laughs> but uh, it's a Heaven Hill uh, distillery product. It was released date in January 2020, and it's still ongoing. It's 94 proof. Age statement is no statement, uh, no age statement. Well, it's got a really nice color. It does. The uh, The mash bill is 51% rye, 35% corn, 14% malted barley. The price point is about thirty bucks. Cool. So yeah. not tonight. It was free. not tonight. It was, it was zero zero dollars. Well, let's you, pop Dave. that cork and this thing started. Oh, right, let's do that. <clears throat> See, you know, you say let's pop that cork and get that thing started. So, what you doing? It even sound good. How did you do that? All right. Anyway. Ronnie, can I see you? Let me have you. He's game. the guest. All right. Brother. Yes. Thank you. The guest always right. goes first. When I think the VIP. Uh, think that heavenly hillary comment though yeah uh, i'm still i'm still yes, thinking he, about that he don't know if he so wants get to that drink. taste out of him out there uh, that. Mm. and what we normally do is we nose it first give her notes on that now hound dog you have the do you have the notes on the nose and stuff i do so he don't tell us till the end so he don't influence us he can't influence gives answers to the test i've got to get these sound bites in, in line well you're doing okay oh That's man good. you know what you know what i smell and, and just just for me pouring 
I smell caramel, a heavy, heavy caramel. That's just for me. Do you really? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. I, I would agree with you. I'd, maybe the power of suggestion, but a little, a little vanilla notes also. Yeah, I get caramel, that too. vanilla. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting leather, vanilla. I'm getting the vanilla. It's like Buck. He used to always get caramel, 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 caramel. Yeah, you know, Buck was a big rye guy. It was. Yeah, he loved rye. All right. All right. So, uh, so what y'all thinking on? What'd you say the proof was on it? Ninety four. Ninety four. I think a lot of that. That's uh, a, a lot of Craig is ninety four proof. It's about in my wheelhouse. If I start getting above that, a lot of times it's just that too much alcohol on the back end of it. With the exception of maybe some antique Weller, that one hundred seven, it's pretty smooth. It is very smooth. <laughs> that but that you, doesn't hit you too too hard. But you know what's smoother than that? The uh, twelve year Weller is, is a lot smoother. Than okay, that. yeah, it's real good. Matter of fact, can we open the bottle? Do we have a twelve year? Uh, yeah. Oh, do you? Well, maybe, maybe well, not. Rachel on bourbon. Oh, slow rise. Like, don't go to that vault. Don't <laughs> get that vault. That vault's half mine. Oh, I'm sorry. But I can't open it. <laughs> you ain't got no key. Well, the key actually hanging still hanging in there, isn't it? <laughs> so, All right. What you want to hear on the nose? You want to hear the nose, or you want to keep on talking about? Yeah, it? I think we got everything. We'll get off leather, a little vanilla. Let's hear off the nose. Caramel. All right, maybe nose. Butterscotch, maybe just a tad of that. All right, nose is a uh, black pepper. Summer fruits was summer or summer not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, herbal bouquet and herbal bouquet. That's what it says. Herbal bouquet makes me hold my pinky out when when I taste it now. Yeah, I put a pinky out. Yep. That's that's about it. Black pepper and summer fruits and yeah. For being a rye, I'm not getting a lot of the pepper on the nose. I'm not it. I get caramel, man. I swear I got caramel. Rye's usually a little spicy. A lot of rye. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed a little bit of spiciness to it, but this, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. So what this stuff tastes like? That's definitely pepper on the taste. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so. Yeah, B-Dub, you feeling any better, man? He's been sick the last two weeks. Three weeks. Still coughing, man. Did you come in and take some cough medicine when you got here in the studio? I did. I hope it works. Then maybe this will work. Non-COVID related, I'm, I'm assuming. We're open, right? <laughs> well, he's been sick. I've known him for yeah. like 35, 36 years. He's been sick the whole time I've known no, him. No, not in the mind. I'm, this is a head cold, I hope. It's not COVID. Don't worry. Well, Aller, the all this pollen is really starting to kick oh, right man. now too. So that that'll, that'll cause a little cough. I've been sneezing and a little, you know, just uh, I'm in coughing, hacking, taking well, medicine. You know what pollen is? Everybody says, "Man, I'm breathing this pollen. Man, stop me all up." Well, it's <coughs> plants having sex. Is what? It's plants having sex. The pollen is. I get it. <laughs> hey, this is a family uh, show. Uh, this is it's, no, it's G rated. <laughs> rated. Why? Because the only people in our family listen to it. It didn't take very long to y'all brought up sex. So yeah. that's topic. Well, you are like, a nice looking guy. So there you go, Ronnie. You know what? I'm not really a, a rye guy, as you know. Most of our listeners know. I'm a weeded bourbon guy, and I like the sweeter taste. But this is not bad. No, it's not bad for a rye at all. Not bad at it's all. It's not really I think it's it's a, a, it's a not straight over, rye. It's not really. It's not overpowering. Over, yeah. It's not like, holy crap. Man, that's that will knock my. Knock your socks off. Socks. That's, that's good, Barry. Well, I, I, and you also <laughs> said um, when you introduced that that it was about 30 bucks a bottle. So, I yeah. mean, I think that's it It would be a good one to have just on hand. You, you know what? I, I would. I'm, I would. I would. I'd buy a yeah, you could drink price. that, even though you're not a rye drinker. You could drink that with one of your buddies that is a rye drinker. Sure. Sit there and share that with them. 
All right, what y'all getting on the pallet? Hey, I'm going to try it again. It's got a really little, a little flat aftertaste, a little, a little, almost yeah, a little bitter. A little dry. Yeah, dry. That's dry. the word, dry. Dry. As I point to him, dog. Yeah. What? You said I'm dry? No, that's your right. Oh, I'm pointing to you like maybe it, 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 the 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 taste doesn't linger much on on your tongue and in your mouth. It and seems it, like it. You taste it and then gone. It's gone. Yeah, it's that's so, true. Yeah, I'm not being able to pick Some, up much. And I'm like you, Ron. I like about a ninety proof burn. But there's not really much burn to this at all. No. ninety four proof, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to help my cough, and I don't know if it's going to help it or not. All right, we rate this zero being the worst thing in the world. Let me tell everybody what the uh, the, the pros say, other than us. Oh, we are the pros. On the pro, they can't yeah. be no We're the proest. Yeah, the 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 palate says it's sweet kettle corn with caramel sweetness. Uh, the mix of allspice, nutmeg, and rye grain. I, I can get the caramel, a little bit of the caramel, but uh, that's what it says. Dead air. Well, it is what it I, is. I mean, well, I, I said my part. You just supposed to talk when I get. Well, we're just waiting to see if that was it from the <clears> professionals. Yeah, we, we, oh, yeah, it says a uh, light body, mild, and its intensity overall. Okay, it is. It is. I very would, light. Yeah. Very mild. Yeah, I would agree with that. It. Yeah. I tried. I actually, I reviewed a little bit of bourbon tasting notes before I came up here because I. I oh, you studied. I, oh, you studied. I, wanted, I wanted to sound like I knew a little something. So it, oh, said, it, said, one. it said you were supposed to kind of chew it a little bit. So Kentucky I tried, chew, but it was chew. not. It was. It didn't seem to. Let me do that. It, it, it didn't last though when I tried to. Kind of. Move it around in my mouth. That it was just it was gone. So yeah, uh, and I think right. Hound Dog hit it right dry on the end. Yeah, it's it starts it, when you do the Kentucky Chew. It's like peppery, right off the bat. It's peppery. Then it fades away quick. You ever mean like a, you open a crack a pecan and you get some of that little shell inside there with the pecan? That little taste on the back end, a little bitterness. That's what bitter, I'm getting. That bitterness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think this would be a a really good bourbon for an old fashioned though I could see I could you know see if that. you want to to make a good old fashioned I I don't mean to make a shameless plug here but Whiskars if you hadn't been over to Whiskars in downtown Gastonia I I I didn't know much about old fashions but they make an old fashioned in there that's really good really good it's a pre prohibition old fashioned and so I could see. And and I think they do use Elijah Craig, but I'm not sure if it's this one. But they they make mm. a great old fashioned. You know, the, the Dave, the guy that gave us this, he he said, but you got to do make a cocktail out of it. And he gave me a, a jar of that maraschino cherries that stuff supposed to use for old sure. fashions. And uh, I noticed that didn't make it to the podcast. No, I, well, he got I, the cherries. He didn't bring them. I forgot them. But anyway, he said put two cherries in the. Uh, and the the Elijah Craig rye, and if I'm not mistaken, like a you know a uh, a, a bar spoon, the long long handle bar spoon, stir. It's a spoon. <laughs> it's a stir. See, Ronnie's agreeing with me. He's not in his head. It's a stir spoon. It's a stir spoon. He's pulling a beast on us. He's not in his head. Stir spoon. But he said put about a half, if I'm not mistaken, a half of that cherry juice in the yeah. bourbon. He said it's excellent. Excellent. You're talking about in the whole bottle? It, no, no, no. Just in, just in the drink. Yeah, just in the drink. Yeah. Okay. It, so maybe I'll bring those cherries next time. We'll give it If a you shot. got any left. I got, you have to, yeah. I got well, some. And, yeah. and some people, 
you the bitters you, they get the bitters and i yeah. don't even know exactly what bitters really are but i know they usually put bitters in the old-fashioned and well ron look yeah. around i got yeah. one sitting on both side of me both of them are very bitter <laughs> oh man bitter bitter old man <laughs> old old <laughs> be careful with no, the oldest yeah, don't, <laughs> don't go throwing rugs in the glass house <laughs> yeah, really? that's just because they just... spent a career in law enforcement so that <laughs> makes so, you <laughs> we ain't the one going on social security for a long all right let's let's rate this about the three months subject. So scared for him. I'm actually wait till I'm 67. Are you? It won't be there. You don't think I need to go ahead and take advantage of it? You're, you're going to roll the dice to try to get the big money, is, and, and that's what Social Security wants you to do. They want you to to roll it out there as long as you can because they're they're the house. They're banking on you yeah. not being here. But, but before you do that, will you sign this piece of paper right here? All right, let's rate this thing. All right, man. Ronnie, Ronnie. we said it in stereo. We did. I know. I know. You give me your rating. You said it was a zero to, to ten. Correct. Ten. Yeah. Ten being the greatest thing. Seven the being a, a good daily drink. Daily and, drink. And we don't let price influence that. Well, it it it, it does for me. I think um, because I'm not going to buy a hundred dollar bottle to drink daily, but I may be I buy this. This would be one that that yeah, I could put that out and and have a drink of it. So I I think it's maybe a a six. I, I I think it's maybe just below that really good daily drinker because I have a couple more that's that I know of that just a few dollars more than this, maybe thirty eight, thirty nine dollars that I like a little bit better. So I would probably rate it below that. And and Russell's, I mentioned Russell's earlier, the ten year Russell ten year. for for under forty bucks. That to me is a daily drinker, but uh, or a, a regular that you can get all okay. the time. But so I'm I'm thinking a six. All right, B-Dub, what you think? No, I'm going to go with a six. I oh, think I'm going to go with a six. All right, slow. Go ahead and take another drink. <laughs> I always have to. It's always an opportunity to take one don't more Don't let that influence right. it. No, don't, don't let it influence it at all. I'm about to give a seven. Seven? Really? For a ride. Really? I'm, not, I'm not a ride guy. Yeah. Slow, you have given a ride a seven. I'm not a ride First guy. Time this is, yeah. First time ever, man. First time I'm and actually – go ahead. I, that would be probably – Part of it for me, I'm I'm not a, a rye drinker, so I, 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 you know, to to give it a six for a rye, that's probably I'm being generous. But oh yeah, I think yeah. a rye on six would be very very generous. Although I did give it a seven, it's okay. okay. You can I'm, give it a seven. I think the freeness is the gifting <laughs> part of it. it, <laughs> it's I'm, free. Giving, I'm giving it a seven as well. Oh, that's, all right. Six and a half. So it's not a daily drinker. Not, didn't make it. Almost daily. made it. But I'm, I like it. I'm, I'm not, I am not a rye guy at all. But I like this. Yeah. Good. Good deal. All right. While we're doing that, you got that name that location? Yes, sir. We do. Get the business out of the way. The uh, name that location winner this week is, if we had a drum roll, man, that'd be cool. We got to have it. Oh, we can put the. Uh, I got applause. The, how about that? How about the gunfire? <laughs> you want gunfire? To do that. Do the gunfire. That's the west side, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> The winner is <laughs> Bill Lee from Gastonia Police Department. He's a Gastonia officer. Bill Lee, Bruce's Bill little Lee. brother. Bruce's little brother. <laughs> so he guessed it right. It is uh, Bullet Distillery. Bullet Distillery in Kentucky. Oh, what does, good deal, what does Bill win? Yeah, what does Bill win? Got, shout out yeah, on Yeah, he has now. What are you talking about? You act like that's not a big hey, deal, Ronnie. You get a hat or something? Hey, <laughs> we, don't, we don't have in-state house money. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that we're Bill without a t-shirt. And uh, a gift package that is here for, for Bill. And he's 
Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> get a hat or something. Yeah, now I feel bad. I do too. Well, you should. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Maybe next time, buddy. <laughs> well, he did get a shout. See, right? What you realize right now? Women around the world is hearing his name and thinking, Bill. Yeah, yeah Bill. Bill. You know, Bill Lee's a pretty common thing. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people Lee. <laughs> well, there, there's only one that counts in this this case. Yeah, that's right. This, they got all. that right. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's got to be if you Google Bill Lee, there's going to be a thousand of them come up on on your search. So. Probably so. Well, he won. Congratulations, Bill. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for yeah, listening. Yeah, now you take him way down. Don't try and bring him back up now, Ronnie. <laughs> he's mad. He take him up. down to the bottom. I'm sure he's a very fine officer, and Boy, I, I, I appreciate his service so, to the city of Gastonia. If you think he should have got something, you'd really, really be disappointed when you lead the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bourbon news. We've got, we got bourbon news. Bourbon news. A couple right. things. Well, it's going to be over by the time our guests, our listeners hear this. But Virginia's having a um, lottery for their uh, – Pappy Van Winkle. They were releasing it runs from March twenty third, which is going on right now, to March twenty seventh, but this will air March twenty eighth. They're releasing two hundred and forty one bottles of the eighty nine ninety nine and three hundred sixty one of the seventy nine ninety nine. But you gotta be a Virginian and and right, person so to win it. The what what year are they? You said the seventy nine 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 and eighty nine nine. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Okay, but uh, you got to be. You, you register online. You got to be you know, uh, a of Virginia to win it. I know some Virginians. Well, you need to call them because we let this podcast. They're going to go over. fast. It's going to go fast. Yeah, you be twenty years older. The Commonwealth. Commonwealth. Oh, there you go. Get it right Virginia. there. The Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah. And Virginians. The Virginians. I used to have a show about them. TV it's Cowboys. Cowboys, yeah. Well, we were saying we were saying our age now. <laughs> but they, they, that was in color. Yeah, like, yeah. Big Valley was too, I think. Hey, also, the last thing I've got here is, hey, and Hound Dog, you're going to appreciate this because you're going to hit the Bourbon Trail on the way to the Nationals. Uh, next week? Yep. Next week. Right. Uh, in Kentucky, they have issued a uh, House Bill 500, which seeks to help the Kentucky signature industry, which is bourbon. Uh, by ensuring distilleries are able to continue to uh, the process of private barrel selections and sales inside their their distilleries, because yeah, most of Kentucky is dry. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it goes a lot into a lot. It's thirty percent of them they can uh, allocated thirty percent of their stock to do a lot of stuff to sell there and gift and everything in the in the bourbon in their distilleries. So yeah, that, that's, awesome. that's important. That's important. That's an economic development, a tourism. Issue, so I think that's important for for Kentucky. So I'm glad they're doing. Yeah, that. it's it's yeah. in the governor's hands right now to sign off on, it. and then he is to he said he is going to sign off on. It. Oh, good, good for them, man. For the Kentuckians. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Well, it, I guess not just for the Kentuckians, but the people that want to go to Kentucky to go on the trail, like, like you said, me. like you're going. Yeah, next week, and um, so you have an opportunity to to buy something there to the distillery. So I think that's. Looking forward to it. Now wait a minute. You say you're going. Are you going for bourbon and badges? Are we paying for that? I'm just. Hey, well, we'll look at uh, what we're talking about next. <laughs> look at the budget there. Yeah, we need to kick in a little bit. Uh, we. Uh, yeah, so, by the way, could you? I think the side look at Ronnie. All right, man. We have gotten all of our business out of the way. Now yeah. it is the world of Ronnie. Yep. The world of Whirly. So what, Ronnie's world, Ronnie's world. So let's start, man. We'll, let's start back with, with the basics. Now we all retired pretty close around the same time. The three of us in 2015. You was in 2016. I was. I retired July 1st, 2016, from the North Carolina State Highway Patrol. 
and I tell you, Randy, you came in, and uh, it's nice first night I had the opportunity to meet you. Yeah, I expect to see that that brim of the hat hitting hitting the door as you come in, and <laughs> well, it's been almost six years. <laughs> so I, I I wore it for a couple of years after I retired, but my wife made me stop after that. Yeah, man. So, I mean, she she used to like to see me come in with the handcuffs and the campaign hat, but not so much. Not anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the family show. Oh. Uh, and was that a requirement for troopers that when they got out of the car, they had to put their hat on? Was it, that definitely a requirement? It absolutely was a requirement that you uh, you had to wear your hat when you were outside the vehicle. Even at, at the training academy, they they pushed that policy that if you were just – if you le- were leaving a classroom, going to the cafeteria or going to any other building at the training academy, they wanted you to wear your hat. And, uh, and of course, you only salute if you're undercover, so um, – so if you you met a uh, one of the command staff going across the the courtyard of the training academy, you would were, were expected to salute them, uh, officers, so lieutenant and above. But uh, but they wanted you to wear your hat, and it was the the having the command presence. I, I I understood the reason that we always wore the hat, and it it was a part of the image but it was also the command presence when you got out of the car you had your hat on and you walked up the car up the the violator or the motorist that you stopped knew that this was business this was business and uh so i but over time they 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 laxed on the policy a little relaxed on the policy a little bit certainly we we had troopers that got their hats blowed off on the interstates and and you know you're chasing a hat. That was not a good officer safety uh, <laughs> situation. If you were more concerned about your hat than you were paying attention to the violator, so there was some easing off of that. But uh, but I still uh, I still like to see a trooper in a hat. Just get with a spare one out of the trunk yeah. if you blows off. Oh yeah, take a spare one. <laughs> I tell you my my hat story is if everybody remembers Coleman Captain Coleman. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We started wearing our hats. We looked like you know we had the bus driver hats. It wasn't as cool as y'all's got. Yeah, it wasn't cool, right? And we had to wear them. We walked Main Street, and being rookies, we had everybody had to take turns, you know, walking the beat Main Street. So I pulled up, I pulled up, I got my hat out, and st- just stepped right in my car. I just got out of the car, and he pulls up, he motioned me to come over, and he goes, "Damn hat!" Goes your damn hand, not your damn hands, and drove off. <laughs> I just got out of the car. Wow! I had to put it on inside the car. Only way I could have not done that. I just got out, and he just drives off, leave me standing there. The poor old soul. And he, he was. He was right. He was right. Huh? <laughs> I put the hat on, and you put didn't back talk him either. You didn't. Oh, oh no, no, not Coleman. Man. No, that was not. Oh, not, he's yeah, old not, school, man. Yeah, not Jesse Coleman. He had. He had a command presence, obviously, that uh, and 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 carried respect. He oh, he demanded respect. It sounds oh, like yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. No, he know got that, it but, too. Uh, oh, yeah. But I knew. I knew people like that on the highway patrol, certainly. And you know, talking about the highway patrol for a moment, um, you know, the patrol for. Until now, the patrol was established in 1929. Um, long sleeves and a necktie year round. The only the only difference in our uniform when I first came on the patrol was we had a heavyweight wool trouser that we would wear in the wintertime, and it was a dark gray trouser. And in the summertime, well, I would go back to the hat for a moment. We had felt hats that we wore in the winter. And then in the dark gray, heavyweight tr- uh, wool trouser. And in the summertime, we would go to a lighter weight trouser that was more blue looking. Nobody liked those 
blue looking trousers, but they were like a lightweight trouser and we would wear a straw hat. So that was the only difference in the, the summer and winter uniform. And usually around October 1st and May 1st was kind of the, the time that you, you switched uniforms later on to save money. The patrol got away from the felt hats altogether and they got away from the heavyweight uh, wool trousers and they went to more of a, a tropical wool trouser that we just wore year round. So, uh, Cool. Just a little bit of history of the Highway Patrol yeah, history cool. there. No. But, uh, I, think- I, I love Highway Patrol history, and I, I taught some of that in my years while I was at the training academy. So uh, We went to that training academy. Remember that driving school we all oh, got yeah. booted out of? Oh, yeah. I went there. <laughs> what, I, I may have been instructing that class. What, what year were you uh, there? Oh, man, yeah, uh, Peachy was there. Peachy. 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 Willis Peachy. Peachy. Oh, Peachy. Oh, my gosh. Willis Peachy. Yeah. I, that, you bring that. Okay, you brought up something. <laughs> Willis Peachy, uh, he was he was a former Marine. Uh, I believe it. Yeah, we believe it. Tough <laughs> guy. Uh, Willis, I actually, I was in basic school when I first met Willis Peachy. I, I, Willis could not be listening to this, but if he was listening to this, I have the utmost respect for Willis Peachy. Uh, but I'm trying to think who I could compare him to that our listeners would kind of understand Willis Peachy. He was not a big, intimidating guy, no. but he... But he was he was very sharp tongue and he commanded uh, a presence. He did, and um, we were doing defensive driving. This was very early in my patrol school, and uh, I came back in and parked the patrol car, and and he just, I mean, just tore me to bits and told me he said, "I don't know why you uh, came on the highway patrol. You're the worst driving <laughs> person Good I've Lord. ever seen." Uh, you'll never make it. This, this is not for you. And, uh, and, and I was almost in tears when, by the time he left, I left <laughs> and I was like, I got out of the car, but then I got the grade and I had passed and I'm like, well, this guy just chewed me out uh, telling me how bad of a driver I was and that I, I shouldn't be on the road, certainly not in a patrol car. But then I passed and I'm like, well, what the, what was that about? Now, Ronnie, you look at it, all three guys that passed too, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I tell you who he reminds me of the movie uh, Full Metal Jacket, Sergeant Hartman. Hartman, yeah. Drilling, yeah. The Lee Ermey. Yeah, yeah, or Lee Ermey. Yeah, a little. Kind of, kind of like that a little bit. bit. Yeah, when he was so a, he and, and presence. And Peachy was a former Marine. Yeah, uh, he, he had been a Marine Corps guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah fun times. I was. I think it was we, a good class. We was up for about a week, maybe yeah, three or four week, days. A week. Yeah. Peachy was in charge of our driving program at the Training Academy for for several years. Quite, we got quite a few years. we got kicked out of the cafeteria because when the recruits come in, you know they got to wait for one guy. To, you can't sit down before the other guy sits down. Right. Well, we didn't do that. We just went in there. We was hungry. We just sat down and eat. Wrong. That was that was pretty bad. <laughs> well, that, usually for guests, they didn't care. But the, no, if they you were didn't. a cadet, a cadet going through. You you had to follow the rules. Yeah, you were in the first school, first class, right? Yeah, from the city that went. I was in the second. Did they have a second after the first? I figured it <laughs> wouldn't let us back. <laughs> I don't think we went back after Peachy, you know. Well, you know, the driving track actually opened the year after I came on the patrol. I was the last. My patrol school was the last school. We, prior to the tr- track opening in 89, we all went to uh, Maxton, to an old airport down in Maxton, and that's where we did our driver training. And... um no, no roll bars, no, no airbags, no nothing. We were, we were tough. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was, uh, you'd put a, you'd strap a, a right helmet on and then go down the runway at, 
at about 105 miles an hour, which is about all the those Crown Vicks would do at that time, about 105. That was top top yeah. speed. If Good I'm times. Not, if I'm not mistaken, those, that track was modeled after Charlotte Motor Speedway. Is, 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 am I mistaken or is that kind of correct? Yeah, you you're, yeah, you're mistaken. Okay. <laughs> it's, well, it's nothing like that. Ronnie, and, and it's not going to be the first time of the night that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Okay. Because I, I just know that when I got in the car, it's time to race. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. we pretended it was Charlotte, is what we pretended. <laughs> that, yeah, no handle, no handle. Earn hard. Yeah, by the time we got the driving track, then we started getting some roll, roll cages in our cars. We had headsets, a lot like we're wearing tonight. Uh, we had headsets and the instructors were talking to you but mainly the troopers just wanted to show you how good they could drive and and so they were going to outrun you weren't going to catch those oh, guys no, no, because no. they 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 lived up there on that track so they knew exactly how fast they could go through the curves and you'd you'd go up there and you'd get in those crown vicks and you didn't you didn't know what the car was going to do so they did they just wanted to i'm not saying they wanted to embarrass you but it was it was a game for a lot of the instructors they were top gun we yeah, won. exactly. <laughs> we won. <laughs> exactly. We tried to try to keep up with them. So, where were you first stationed at when you came out of my my first duty station? Uh, I got a. I actually, it's it's a good story. Uh, at the end of patrol school, uh, oh, at the end of patrol school, I'm sorry. You're right. That was a, a little. Do we need to clean up all six? <laughs> we got some um, uh, paper, paper towels here behind the handle. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, at the end of patrol school, like the last week you're in patrol school, um, the colonel comes in and he announces your duty station. And so it's a it's a very important day because you don't know where you're going as a trooper. And and I'm literally from Manio to Murphy that they can come in and. Um, so, and, and that's a big deal because you got like change, uh, you, you got to move, you got to move everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm and I'm from Cramerton, so uh, I was you know commuting back back and forth on days off or weekends out of patrol school. And so at the end of patrol school, it was October of '88 uh, that they came in and they say, "Okay, Colonel's coming. He's going to announce duty stations." And uh, I'm my name is Worley, so. <laughs> I was the last the last person in the class to get their duty station. And um, the colonel come in, and he said, Worley. And so you're supposed to jump up out of your seat and stand up and, sir, yes, sir. And he called out. He said, Stanley County, Albemarle. And I said, Stanley County, Albemarle. I was like, where, where is Stanley County in Albemarle? So uh, – I, I was a little bit familiar with Stanley County, but I looked at the map and I said, okay, I know where it is. Out, about an hour east of Gaston County, uh, Long Highway 2427, and uh, knew nothing about Stanley County. A matter of fact, I had been told the entire time I was in patrol school, well, not the entire time, but uh, by some fellow troopers, uh, some of you may remember Terry Putman. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. here oh, yeah. in Gaston Absolutely. County. Terry was one of my instructors, and he told me, he said, uh, Bo, Bo, you're going to Charlotte. You're going to Charlotte. He said, I'm, I promise you're going to Charlotte. And I'm like, okay, Charlotte's fine. That, I was, I was kind of, okay, God, that would be great, Charlotte. And then they sent me to Albemarle. I thought, God, Albemarle. <laughs> but I, I went to Albemarle. Alba, Stanley County is a fairly rural county. We had 10 miles of four-lane highway, and that was U.S. 52, literally from Richfield, which is near Pfeiffer College, to Albemarle, and that was the only four-lane highway you had in, in Albemarle, and it was a dry county. So uh, I went there. There was eight troopers assigned to, to Stanley County when I went there, and uh, 
and I I just really fit right in. It, it was a good duty station. I got oh, up there. People people took really people respected law enforcement in Stanley County, and they still do, to my knowledge. And uh, they looked at the Highway Patrol as just being that they you were if if a trooper came out the the folks in Stanley County really respected what you did and and so it was a good place for me to be a rookie trooper and uh, most several of the troopers that I had come in to work with they came they had come on in the sixties so I was working with guys that came on sixty eight and sixty nine and seventy you know been on a long time I oh, really seen a thing or two yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. But but it was a very laid back place. It wasn't you wasn't going to go there and make a lot of arrests. Uh, it was it was just laid back, and uh, so I had to get used to that. But I didn't know any better because I was new to the patrol. But it was to to be at a play in a place where almost everybody in the county just had respect for the patrol, and I and, and that was that was kind of new to me too to to go that's to cool. a place like that that. So did you have a prior experience in law enforcement before the patrol or you just went straight into patrol? I, I had no prior experience. Um, one of my close friends uh, and mentors, I'll have to say, is David Young. Uh, he was the yeah. chief of police in Cramerton. Yeah. And I, I was kind of a – I was involved with the local fire department in Cramerton. I was a volunteer fireman, as probably some of y'all were, maybe. I got involved in the fire department, but most of the police officers were also involved in the fire department. And I, and I, so I hung around the fire department, and I hung around the police officers and, you know, just talked to them about uh, being in law enforcement. And so David was the chief, and uh, I got I became old enough to apply for law enforcement. And I told David, uh, I said, I want to I wanna apply for the Cramerton Police Department. And he said, no, you don't. I said, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I really want to come to work with the Cramerton Police Department. Being from Cramerton. Yeah, I grew, I grew up yeah. there. Hometown. Yeah, knew all, knew all the police officers, and uh, and he said, I won't hire you. I said, what do you mean you won't hire me? I said, <laughs> I, I said, I just want you to sponsor me to go go to So I knew you just could fit in for this show. <laughs> and he said, he said, I won't hire you. And I said, well, I mean – and David and I were friends. It, 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 it shocked me somewhat that he told me he wouldn't hire me. And he said, you're just going to leave and go on the highway patrol. And I said, well, no, I, I, but I would like to work here in Cramerton. He said, he said, apply for the patrol. He said, just go ahead and apply for the patrol. Don't. Mm. And so I, and that was his encouragement. That uh, So I did. I applied for the patrol. And I, I actually applied in 87. And yeah. – uh, at that time, the patrol was very competitive to to get on the patrol, and and I got turned down. So I was I was destroyed. I was like, oh gosh, I got <laughs> turned down. And everybody, so I talked to all the troopers that I knew, and uh, they said, happens to everybody. If you really want to come on the highway patrol, wait wait your year and apply again. So I applied again uh, early '88, and uh, and was hired in, in May of '88. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. So on. From going from Stanley County to Gaston County, was that your natural progression from Stanley to Gaston? Then is well, I, no, I went. I, I I was living in Cramerton. I lived in Cramerton, yeah, and that was my first duty station was Stanley County. So I I went there in '88 after patrol school. So when did and, you come to Gaston County? Well, that was later in my career. Oh, was my it really? my next move was I I got a call actually I mentioned Terry Putman again Terry. 
had uh, gone to Raleigh and became the commandant of the Highway Patrol Basic School. Mm, I didn't know that. And uh, Terry, Terry and I knew one another, and it was early 93. I got a phone call one morning. I think I'd worked late shift the night before. And Terry, I, y'all remember Terry, maybe uh, – Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe talking to Animal. Some people called him Animal. Uh, Terry called me one morning, and the phone rang. And I, before cell phones, I had a landline. Uh, phone rang. Hey, Bo. I'm like, he said, you know who this is? And I said, well, it sounds like Terry Putman. He's out. Yeah, yeah, it's Terry Putman. I said, well, all right. And I said, what's going on? And he said, uh, I want you to come to Raleigh. And I said, for what? And he said, we, we want you to come work a basic school. And uh, I said, well, I'm, that, I'd be interested in doing that. I'd been on patrol at that time about five years and uh, spent that time in Albemarle. And I said, I I, I wouldn't mind doing that. I, he, he said, it's just a temporary assignment. You're going to be up here about eight months, and then you, you'll go back to the district. And uh, so I talked to my wife about it, and I said, they want me to come to Raleigh to work a basic school. And um, I said, I really would like to do it, like to go. And she said, she was very supportive. My wife's been very supportive of me over my career. We've been married 33 years but now. Uh, she said go. And uh, so yeah, I, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, please go. Maybe, that, maybe that's part of the reason we've been married. That's why you're still together. Yeah. Um, so I went to Raleigh, and I worked the first basic school, which was the 90th basic school. I was actually in the 82nd basic school. So the 90th basic school, I got assigned as a staff instructor. And we operated like much like a drill instructor during that time. So uh, very, very reward rewarding time in my career was to go to that basic school. And then after I worked that basic school, they sent me back to the district. Oh, cool. Well, you poor time. Yep. Hey, it's too cool. I'll tell you what, we'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Don Roper, candidate for Gaston County Sheriff. I'm a Christian conservative Republican, and I would appreciate your vote in the Republican primary coming up in May. I believe we should conduct independent research when choosing a candidate for office. I look at the person's record and past actions when making my decision. That's why I would like to invite you to go to my webpage at DonRoper.com to learn more about me and my campaign. I believe you'll find I have the experience, foundation, reputation, maturity, and work ethic to serve as your next sheriff. The Office of Sheriff of Gaston County is an important public safety position. That's why you need a candidate that's ready to serve on day one. I have the resume that's fully developed with the training and experience of leading during the most trying times. My experience is built from being in the field doing the hard work, not from an office. Thank you for your support. I look forward to serving you as your next sheriff. This ad was paid for by friends of Don Roper. If you're like me, you value experience in the positions where it's needed most. I am Beth Stockwell, and I am running for Superior Court Judge in Gaston County. For over 10 years, I have served as an assistant district attorney here in Gaston County. I am the experienced candidate in this race, having actually prosecuted multiple homicides, drug trafficking cases, sex offenses, as well as many other felonies. I have fought to protect the citizens and communities of Gaston County. Not only do I have vast experience in the courtroom, I am also a strong Republican who will fight to uphold the Constitution as it is written. On May 17th, send experience to the bench. I am Beth Stockwell. I am running for Superior Court Judge, and I approve this message. So, Ronnie, what is the, what's one thing stands out? What was like, if you, if we were to ask you, or you think you want to tell somebody, what would be one night on 
What troll you'd, you'd share? One night on patrol. That or I one, one day, yeah. What, yeah. What's that one night well, that stands I, I, out? I had a lot of those those nights um, or days. Sometimes uh, I can remember one one particular day. It was a it was a a Saturday. Uh, this this is as vivid as if it just happened. It was a Saturday afternoon. Uh, it was either spring or summer, but I knew the it was warm weather. And uh, Baden Lake is uh, is located in Stanley County, and it was a, a popular place to to go and boat and swim on. They had a beach down there, and it was it was also a popular place that people would go and and kind of party a little bit on the weekends. Um, so. Um, that uh, that Saturday, we got a call about a – I got a word on the radio, it, it, and I'm wanting to say it was a 1970 Nova. And uh, so, you know, a, a 1970 Nova in, in 89, 90 or so, that's, that's still kind of an unusual car, but I grew up knowing a Nova oh, wow. when I saw it. Yeah. yeah. And 1970 Nova, two white males leaving Baden Lake. 1055, and for our listeners that don't know a 1055, uh, I, I'm assuming y'all use oh. this 10, a 1055. Oh, yes, yes, we know what that is. Y'all know, our listeners, we, we, we our know listeners stuff probably don't. We're not trippers. We, we, we know not, stuff. Just because we're not a tripper, <laughs> yeah. we know that. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> we I'm weren't milkmen. I'm, I'm not talking. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's 1055, uh, intoxicated driver. 1055, yeah, right. drunk driver. Ten, got a 1055, Highway 740, or NC 740, ran from Baden, back up to Albemarle, and they said, 1970 Nova headed toward Albemarle, green in color, two white males. And I I used to work the Baden area because that was it, – it was a dry county, but you knew where people were, were drinking. Uh, so I left Albemarle, and I took off toward Baden on 740. Um, 24-27, literally, if you don't make a right turn and go toward Troy and go straight on 24-27 to Albemarle, you go to – on Highway 740 toward Baden. Baden also was basically a, a mill town, but it, they they Alcoa had a plant there, so it was sort of a that community. There was a country club area in Baden, and then the lake, and and then a pretty rough area there. But um, so I got about not not very far down 740, and sure enough, I see that 1970 Nova pass me, and I'm like, there it is. And so I did, uh, and you know they got the Parker fire. Oh God! Yeah. Just when they seen you, they get the old. Yeah, prob- probably so. But I, I, I'm, I did my bat turn that uh, I was trained to do at the Highway Patrol Training Academy. Uh, jammed emergency brake on. Hit the well. You hit the shoulder first. If y'all, if y'all were, I don't know if y'all. Peachy were, see, I don't know if y'all were trained in that. Oh, Peachy so, taught us. Uh, he got oh, all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what you have to do, you run your white, your right wheels off of the shoulder of the road, a two lane road. You hit you, that. you hit your emergency brake, which you know had the automatic release on it, so it didn't lock like a lot of them do. It was now. in the floor then. Yeah, and then and then the the rear end of that car just makes that little pivot around and and if you do it right you come back up in the lane heading in the opposite direction so i made a perfect little little turn got around on that car and and they were headed into albemarle and uh there's a shopping area right there kind of the intersection of 740 and 2427 and a ford dealership used to be there i don't know if it still is now lums ford was the name of it and there was a movie theater there's a lot more there now the last time i'd been through albemarle Hit them up, blue light. They pulled over immediately. I walked up the car, and sure enough, alcohol coming out of the – I could smell the alcohol, and uh, 
can't can't remember the driver's name, but I said, you've been drinking? And he said, yeah, 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 I've been drinking. And I said, all right. I said, uh, ask his buddy sitting over there. I said, you've been drinking? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we've, been, we've been drinking. We've been at the lake. And I said, well, all right. I said, sit tight. Now, I, I was trying to be cool. Every, I mean, it was fine. Every, no, yeah. There was no problem. I said, um, how about stepping out of the car? I'm going to get you to come back and do a couple tests for me back here. And, and, and he, the driver agreed to that. He got out of the car with no, no problem at all. We went to the back of his car, kind of on the shoulder between patrol car. And, um, um, I knew he was drunk, but I, I was going to go through, I, I always, I had a sort of a process that I went through. Most of the time I would, I would get a driver out and try to, try to make him feel comfortable and, and so we did a couple tests, did the finger to nose test and, uh, and kind of my cue when I was going to arrest somebody, I would get them to do the, if y'all remember the field sobriety test of tilt your head back, close your eyes. And I want you to touch the tip oh, of yeah. your nose with the tip of your finger. And I'm going to tell you which finger to do that. But that was my setup because as soon as they put those hands out to get their fingers ready, I was getting ready to, to put the cuff on. And cuff them. I was getting oh, ready to put the cuff on. So he he did that. He he did exactly what I told him to do. Put his arms out. I put one cuff on his right arm, and when I put the one cuff on his right arm, he spun on me, and we we commenced to to fight at that point. And uh, and we went to the ground. We were rolling around, and uh, and then next thing I know, his the passenger had got out of the car, and he was on my back, and he was kicking me and and hitting me in the back and uh, oh, and I had I had the driver down trying to get him handcuffed and um so we were we were in a fight I was in a fight with two two people it, but it was broad daylight Saturday afternoon in the middle of Albemarle and out of nowhere I seen a bunch of uh, camouflage uniforms around me there was people wearing camouflage and they grabbed the guy that was kicking me and beating me in the back, they grabbed him and they threw him over on the ground. And then they helped me handcuff the the driver that I had just got out of the car. And they just so happened to be a load of National Guard people oh, that cool. were coming back were coming back from Fort Bragg, I assume. And there was there must have been fifty of them on the bus, but they all got out. <laughs> that would be my luck. And they and they beat the. Yeah, rightfully so. The Jesus out of they beat the God crap bless out. Him. They beat the crap out of these two guys, <laughs> and 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 then as they were beating the, they said, "Do you got an extra set of handcuffs?" And I said, "Yeah, it's on it's on my emergency brake in the car. That's where I carried my extra handcuffs. So I hung them on the emergency brake. I carried one in in my pouch, and the other pair was was in the car. And uh, so they went and got the handcuffs. They handcuffed both those guys. They put them in my car." And they got back on their bus, and as they were getting in the bus, they said, do you need anything else? And I said, <laughs> no, we're pretty I said, good. I said, no, I'm fine. And they said, well, we'll, we'll follow you to jail. If you, I said, no, I, I think everything's good. And, and I took those two guys to the jail in downtown Albemarle, and, and they, were, they were beat up pretty good. But, I mean, they didn't have to go to the hospital or anything. They were just, they were just beat up. And uh, I got in there and walked in. The jailer said, what happened to them? <laughs> and I, and I, I wanted to tell him. I said, well, I, I whipped them both. <laughs> you should, you should, you should. I'm a state trooper. I got my hat on. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, these, uh, this, this busload of National Guard people got out and just beat the crap out of these that guys. too cool. And, and helped me handcuff them and get, and get them in the car. I thought about that later on. That's one of those situations in law enforcement that when – 
after it's all over with, you was like, had it been late at night, had it been somewhere out of in the county oh, yeah. on a two lane road in the dark, and it would just been me and them, I would I I, I truly believe to this day I would have had to kill one or both of those guys, yeah. and uh, thank God I didn't. But uh, but I believe that oh, uh, definitely. because they they were going going to get the best of me, and uh, that's one memorable night our oh, day deal, day yeah. on the patrol. Well. Thank God for the Army or Marines or whatever they were. They, Army. they were all Army National Guard people. There you go. All right, so you run for State House. I am running for North Carolina Ed, House. Educate us. What is that, and why are you running? Well, I, I tell people sometimes that uh, I'm kind of in politics by sort of accidental. I, I, I transferred. I got transferred back to I, – I spent um, quite a few years in Raleigh. And I got an opportunity to come back to Gaston County. And when when we did, um, it was 2006, I came back to my hometown of Cramerton. And we moved back to Cramerton. And I knew I still knew people involved in Cramerton. Uh, I mentioned David Young earlier. Um, David uh, was just retiring as the chief of police in Cramerton. And, uh, but I knew, knew some other folks. I knew the mayor at the time and uh, Ronnie Murphy. Uh, Ronnie was a friend of mine. And so I'd gotten involved kind of in the recreational program, uh, coaching my son in soccer and baseball and football and whatnot. And so one day, uh, the mayor said, y'all run for city council. And I said, I, I don't know anything about being on city, uh, city council. I don't, I don't know anything. He said, well, you learn, you learn how that goes. And so that was 2008. I ran for Cramerton city council and, Oddly enough, they they elected me, and uh, so I was on city council for two years, and then it came time for the mayor's race. Well, I had some had some folks say, "You ought to run for mayor. You know, you're doing good on city council. Why don't you run for mayor?" So in 2009, just two years after being elected to city council, I ran against the sitting mayor at the time, and I was elected mayor, and. Uh, I served two terms as mayor of, of Cramerton, and that brings us up to about 2016 when I retired from the, the patrol. And um, I had had some other folks that said, "Well, you ought to run. You ought to run for county commission." And I said, "Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I've got time to do that." And I actually ran against a sitting commissioner at the time in the primary, Mickey Price, who was a guy I knew and liked. But uh, I ran against Mickey in the primary, beat him in the primary, and then won the general election in 2016 for the county commission. And then 2020, I ran for re-election and was re-elected to this. And um, so it brings us to now, you ask about the NC House. Representative Dana Bumgardner had been the NC 109 representative for for a, over 10 years. And unfortunately, Representative Bumgardner passed away last fall. And so at that time, I, I looked at the seat as being open at the North Carolina House. Representative Bumgardner and I had had conversation in the past. I said, you know, I, I might be interested in running for the House one day if whenever you're ready to, to retire, give it up. And, uh, and he, he told me then, he said, I'll let you know. And, but, but I looked at this as, as an opportunity to, that the seat was open. And uh, so I decided to run for the North Carolina House for a couple of reasons. One, I'm, I look at um, – I, I think we've been left behind in Gaston County on transportation issues. That's part of the reason that I'm interested in the Highway Patrol or, or in the North Carolina House. 
for transportation issues. Also, uh, law enforcement is is a big part of that. Uh, the Highway Patrol is is probably two hundred and fifty members short right now across the state. Oh wow! wow. That that impacts each of us every Everybody. day, yeah, every day. Absolutely. And you know when there's a wreck on the interstate and the traffic's backed up. It's most likely because they're waiting on a trooper to get there. Uh, we're, we're very shorthanded across the state, not just here in Gaston County. But I wanted to try to have some impact on that. But also, just um, having having worked for the state for 30 years, I thought, well, I have some insight. And, and I thought that I could, could do some things that would benefit not only Gaston County, but the state of North Carolina. So uh, I thought... Let me give this a try. I'm still I'm I'm in the middle of my second term for county commissioner, but let me let me give this an, a shot to see if this is um, something that I can make an impact. And and ultimately, and I think that's why each of y'all served in law enforcement. You wanted to make an impact on your community. You want to make an impact on on the county and the absolutely the community you live in. So and that's and that's that's the only reason I would want to go to North Carolina House is that I would have an impact on our 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 county, but also the state at a, at a larger level. Oh, that's cool, man. So I guess being a uh, state trooper kind of, you kind of know the ins and outs of maybe the, you know, how the government works a little bit, just a little bit, maybe. I, I feel like I have some insight in that. One of my assignments on the highway patrol, I was assigned to the governor's security detail. Oh, were you really? And uh, I went to the governor's security de- detail in 2001, and there was uh, Governor Mike Easley was the governor. He was a, just inaugurated. I had been asked to work his inauguration, and so after his inauguration, they asked me would I transfer to the governor's security detail, which was was a, a another time that uh, I've learned a lot, but I got to set in a lot of meetings. I, and I really think, looking back on that, I th- I think I I got a little interested in politics because I will, I was setting in on a lot of meetings that the govern, governor was having at that time, and uh, so I, w- I was there whether it was with legislators and other things, and and so I got a little because I was in the room. I, now, right. I obviously I wasn't involved, but, but you, I was listening. You were listening. I was listening, yeah. and and I got a little bit interested in politics. But prior to that, I had really not had a lot of interest in politics. And uh, but I, but I think that piqued my interest a little bit to to be with the governor, and it was a Democrat governor. Governor Mike Easley was a, a great gentleman, and I and I have a lot of respect for Mike Easley. One of his his big things when he was in office, and we all know now, the lottery. That was one of his issues that he worked and pushed through the legislature to try to get North Carolina to establish the, the lottery for education. And uh, so, God bless him. I got one hundred bucks. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you're, 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 put, a benef- <laughs> you're a benefactor. There. Yeah, I, you put in on. I think I've won three before, and it uh, maybe some. Three dollars. Three dollars. Three hundred. Yeah, three. Three dollars. Yeah. Appreciate the contribution. On a dollar scratch off, and I just go hand it back to the clerk, and I said, "Give me three more tickets." And (laughs) I do the same thing. (laughs) So, uh, but that easily was big on education, and I, I I certainly think that education that that we need to continue to support education, but but also when I say talking about education. We we also need to make sure that parents are involved and have have Im, have influence on what's being taught in our schools, and uh, that's that's in that is good to hear, brother. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. 
100%. Uh, school choice. Um, you know, I don't think the public schools are for everybody, but there's, you know, we have more options now for parents. There's charter schools, there's private schools, Christian schools. So I think all those options, and I, and I really would like to see that the money follow the student and, and education should be competitive. If, if the public school is not giving you what you think it should or your, or your child, then you should have the option to pull your child out of that and put them in a charter school, put them in, and the, and public schools, don't get me wrong. They do a, they do a great job. I'm a product of, of public schools and I, I think went, we all are. We are. Yeah. Uh, but, but I, I think that the parents to have an op, an other options is important in school choice and ma- and making sure that, um, uh, that we're doing the best we can for that individual student. It, it, it's not a cookie-cutter environment. Uh, that It doesn't work for everybody. So I think we, we have treated a lot of our students like, okay, you're going to do the same thing. We're going to prepare you for college. Not every kid's going to college. So we need to pull back from that, and we need to prepare, prepare students for a career. And I think Gaston County is doing good with career technical education, many areas, whether it be uh, the fire service, emergency medical services, or or the healthcare industry, there's welding, there's culinary arts. So not every, not every child's going to college. So we need to quit trying to prepare every child for college. And because there's lots of good jobs out there and there's lots of jobs that need to be filled and they need to have certifications that they can go right into those jobs out of high school. So... Well, that's cool. Yeah, excellent. So <clears throat> I'm looking on your website, RonnieWorley.com. Please, uh, RonnieWorley.com. Uh, go, please go there. <laughs> <laughs> good plug there. Good plug. So uh, it says on here that you worked successfully to lower county taxes during your first term as county commissioner. We We have lowered the county tax rate twice since I've been elected. Good job. I thank you. Yeah. And, and well, let me, you know, the only way we do that is by building the industrial and commercial and manufacturing segment of our community. You know, when textiles left, and I grew up in Cramerton, where textiles and all over Gaston County, textiles controlled everything. Yeah, I, oh, was, yeah. A, I was a yarn boy. So well, We used to have a spindle on our door of our police Police talk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. right in the and, middle. Yeah. So textiles was king in Gaston County. And, you know, even even water bills were mostly taken care of by the by the meal companies. You know, people didn't have to pay water bills. Taxes were low. And then when, when all the textile left with NAFTA and other regulations that, that came in, we needed to rebuild our, our commercial and industrial and we're doing a good job with that. I'm, I'm you know, I, I can't pat myself on the back. It, it, it's it's a, a team effort. Uh, economic development. Donnie Hicks uh, is part of that with the county. Donnie Donnie has attracted and helped to land lots of companies here. The the tech park over near the college, Apple Creek. Now you look at um, the Gateway 85 project that's going on between 21 and 22 on 80 on 85. Uh, over a million square feet of, of warehouse and um, deli- delivery type um, warehousing that's going to go on out there, but it also creates jobs. It, it creates jobs and it and it 
boost the tax base. So at some point, we'll be able to, and we have done this over the last few years, that we're able to lower our tax rate twice. I look forward that that the commission should be able to lower our tax rate again in coming years and take take some of that strain off of just the property owners in Gaston County. And that's what's important. You know, the property taxes were not that high historically, and they, they grew and because we had to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So, And we, we didn't have a lot of jobs. People were still going out of county for jobs. Now a lot of jobs are coming to Gaston County, and we've, we've been successful for that. So uh, some of that is from the state. I, I want to continue economic development as a, as a state representative. But also the county commission is very important in, in landing those, those large employers here for the county. It is, and I'm telling you, since in my tender as a uh, police officer and a mill worker, man, Gaston County has grown a lot. That it sure. had, yeah, it has. It has. Sure. And you know, we we kind of had become a bedroom community, though. We were, we, we had, were, uh, yeah. you know, people came here. They wanted to raise their family here. They wanted to build a house here. They wanted their kids to go to school here. But typically, unless you were working in the public sector. You were going elsewhere to go to work, unless it was Freightliner. Freightliner's been here since the what late seventies. Oh yeah, at least. and and they've they've been a, a player. Um, Wicks for a long time now. Man and Hummel, I believe mm-hmm. is. Uh, it is. But you know, we still have some of those those old employers here, but we're we're growing that now, and it's it's starting to to increase. There's a lot of foreign investment in Gaston County, so we've got to continue to build that to diversify the tax base, if you will, to to take the strain off of everybody that owns property in Gaston County. And and that's the only way we can lower the tax rate is to is to get to that point. Well good job, man. Good job. So uh, another thing on your uh, website is it says you're successful in balancing the budget without use of uh, fund balance. First time in fifty years. First time in fifty years. So, this so what, last year's budget. So what is what is fund balance? I don't, I don't understand that. Fund fund balance is basically a government's savings account, and the state requires that you maintain a certain level of fund balance. But but Gaston County, for the last twenty years, more than that, more than well fifty years, as as you just referenced. We had been pulling out of our savings account to balance our budget as okay. a county. So this past year's budget, we were able to pass without pulling anything from the savings. And so we kept that money in reserve for when there's a recession, and there will be another recession. Oh, we all yeah. we remember Absolutely. 2008. But, but right now we've been in good years since 2008. We've been able to build that fund balance up to a level that, um, that is acceptable to the state. And, and, and we haven't had, we didn't have to pull from it. And we won't have to pull from it this, this coming year's budget either. So, so that's a good thing that we're, we're able to continue to put money back. Um, we've been able to fund schools properly. We've, uh, we, we, in two years ago, we did the $250 million school bond that uh, was able to pay for Stanley Middle, new, new Stanley Middle School, upgrades to Pleasant Ridge, a new Belmont Middle School. We just this past week um, approved the sale of the old Belmont Middle School, which sold for $3.1 million. So that that $3.1 million goes right back to the debt service for schools. It can't be used for any other can't use it for anything else. We can't oh, build good. a park. We have to put it right back in schools. So, 
and and we still have about 190 million left in the bond that we need to spend over the next seven years or so. I know a podcast you can spend that some of that money. <laughs> yeah, we're all about it. Can you tell we're well educated around here? We're listening. Well, we're, dollars. we're looking for places to put dollars. So uh, I, I can see from you looking around the studio, studio thinking seventy seven. You look around still like I can't think a thing these guys need. We could. Well, no, I think we can use some upgrades here. I mean, uh, it's 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 nice, but we we probably we, we, we probably get some can, upgrades. I, I think I think, I, think, I think there's some. Room, room that we can. <laughs> well, we do have a donate button. And yeah, we right. that. What, are you, what are you trying to say, Ron? What, what, what is this place? About 1,200 square feet in here. Uh, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's nice, but I, I realize you need more space. Well, this is a I like what you think. This is a think tank. You're in the we tank. like being close. Absolutely. <laughs> I hear you. A think tank. I like, I like That's sort a of a tank. brain trust type, type yeah. thing. Well, you're I, looking at the brains. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But you know the the textile industry though I can relate to that we all worked in textiles sure everybody lived in a, in a mill village you know in those days like I think uh, Slow Rod was talking about it was on the police patch the spinning wheel yeah we were proud of that oh, and absolutely. we lost that and everybody's like well you know I want to go to college like you said I don't know be a doctor or lawyer or whatever but Freightliner the blue collar job that pays very well you can make good money doing that we need to make stuff. And teach people how to weld again, you know, do welding and stuff like that. Absolutely. And my my plumber came out about two weeks ago on a <laughs> on a Sunday morning, and yeah, when <laughs> and he left with three hundred and twenty five bucks, and he was there about less than two hours. So that's pretty good. I, I think yeah. we we need plum. We still need plumbers. We need electricians. We, we need uh, we still need police officers. We need people that are wanting to uh, to serve the public in. Emergency medical services or or firefighters and and police officers and you know I I know where this is a police show kind of but I, you know I'll, I I kind of got a little bit um, over the years police officers or, or firefighters they just seem to get all the attention everybody loved to see the fire department nobody ever wanted to see the police come <laughs> oh, but when true. the fire if That's the fire department true. showed up they were like oh they're they're heroes they're heroes oh there's the police and it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, my dad was a fireman. He so, retired. So I think if I had it to go back and do over again, I might have pursued a career in the fire department, and my hat's off to those guys. Well, even in a, out in the community, you know, you're doing some little thing full of the community. you got these you know, police cars out there, little kids hanging all over. Yeah, this is great. This guy, big old red fire truck pulls up, and well, they just drop oh, they their leave. stuff and run. It's, it's over. It's done. <laughs> it's like, police who? <laughs> yeah. Every, every, and it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter. Everybody loves a fireman. And they only work 10 days a month, so it's how how bad could it be? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good – it's a good thing. They all mow grass on their off time, and they make a lot of money. <laughs> hey, and, and they're all great cooks. They're they're you're great. Well, they live there. there. I department. thought about marrying a firefighter. Before. <laughs> 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 man, you go buy you know, we go buy some of these you know fire departments here in, in Gastonia. Man, you, some of the Roma come out. My dad, he ended up having a trailer park doing stuff. I mean, he was a fireman. Oh yeah, in there eat there. Mm. They're sleeping and eating and working out and getting paid. I'm like, I, I wish well, I would have signed up for that. I guess you know we're the dummies I, that chose the other route. And I work with a fireman at the uh, ABC store. That's a uh, captain at the, I think he's a captain at the Charlotte Fire Department. And he's he's a great guy. We, you know, we we get along great. Yeah, I just didn't um, like heights. I couldn't just, do no heights. Yeah. The bad, the bad thing is, I don't like fires. The fireman just didn't score high enough on the civil service test to be a police yeah, officer. Oh, <laughs> there's three more go. points. <laughs> three more points. They get in that. Now, see, they always say the opposite. They said you weren't smart enough but, to be a fireman. Were but you? we're right. 
We're yeah, right. We're, we're, we're yeah, right. we're right. That's right. <laughs> hey, but the yeah, thing about these firemen, though, all in these scenes, you're just like those uh, military guys with you. Man, if you need some backup, boy, they're there. They, they don't mind scrapping. No, they're right. yeah, absolutely right. I, you're you're right, but always, always I, I'm not not running them down uh, at all. When I went to Albemarle on Stanley County, we had all we had a lot of volunteer fire departments in Stanley County, just like we do in Gaston. And so you'd roll up on a wreck scene, the road would be blocked, and firemen come up and say, "You want us to direct traffic for you?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and they would stand in direct tra- if you told them to direct traffic they'd stand there in direct traffic till you told them to go home okay i'm good it's it's all fine yeah we love firemen yeah. uh, do you ever have firemen on the show i mean we haven't had we haven't have we we haven't had one we got to get them well, now though i, I think I, I think that would be important do, do you know one that would actually that come on here return our phone calls probably not <laughs> I'll, I'll reach. I'll reach yeah. out to somebody. Like get what in the I, whole county? I, Barry, I know actually, Barry Wilson. I don't know if you know Barry or not. Maybe he might would come home. Actually, actually, we did have one, uh, Mike Quinn. Quinny, he uh, he's a fire officer. Fire officer. He he was or still he's he's retired. No, firefighter. Firefighter. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, when they when they get become firefighters, they fight fires. I mean, well, it sounds we're better. not. We're not crime fighters. Well, I mean, we're well, Batman. I guess. Yeah, policemen are. and firemen, and all of a sudden one day they got to be called firefighters. Well, because that was it's that cool. was politically correct to it's say cool. firefighter because they had women coming on the fire department and and so they had to yeah. say firefighters. Couldn't say firemen. <laughs> That's right. So um, all right, I keep that thought to myself since you're here running for office. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. Well, we're toward the end of the show. So what's one thing? I'm in the. Sorry, the batter's box. I'm in the voters' booth, and I see your name on the ticket. What's one thing I should think about when I see your name? Well, I, I think you should look at me and look at my record and know that that I get things done. Uh, and going back to my time as in Cramerton, uh, and I'll, I'll touch on this briefly. I won't go into a lot of detail. It, I, I came to Cramerton, and we were talking about the textile industry leaving. That that drove a lot of the cost of utilities, uh, we had the highest water bill of anywhere in the county in Cramerton. We had a uh, about a six million dollar water treatment plant over on Eagle Road that uh, was not operating to full capacity. We we had built that plant out thinking that one day we would be operating at a higher capacity, and I started to get into things that I had no clue about when I got into politics, and, and water and wastewater became one of those that uh, we, our, our plant had a capacity of 4 million gallons of wastewater a day. Well, we were only using about 25% of that, and and but we were paying the debt service, debt service on that plant, which was expensive, and that drove the cost to the consumer or the utility payer. Well, when I got elected, the biggest thing people talked to me about was you need to lower the water bill, lower the water bill, lower the water bill. And I'm like, well, how do we lower the water bill? I don't know how we lower the water bill. I, I've, I've never been involved in this. Well, we we got in there and, and did enough brainstorming, and we, I, we had a great city manager at the time who is now the city manager of Gastonia, Michael Peoples. Michael was my city manager in Cramerton, and and he said, you know, there's one way we could lower the water bill. And I said, tell me, tell me what we could do. He said, we could sell our water treatment plant to the city of Gastonia and merge with them if they would agree to do this. And uh, we could probably lower our water bills. And so that 
that started a conversation. Jenny Stultz was the mayor at the time, and we we began some conversations with the city of Gastonia from the city of Cramerton. Here, little bitty Cramerton, talking to Gastonia. We we would like to partner with you, and we know that you need the capacity in our treatment plant. Would you consider buying out our water treatment plant? And Gastonia, they they bit. <laughs> Bit. <laughs> we we sold them we sold them that uh, and seeker nah, uh, and we merged the Cramerton Water and Wastewater Treatment Center with the City of Gastonia to form Two Rivers Utility. Oh, you asked very things. Is that where Two Rivers two, came from? Two Rivers came from oh, the merger. That's, that's cool. We lowered our water bills by twenty five percent when we signed the deal. Gastonia took over all of our debt in gas in Cramerton. We were able to lower the water bills. Gastonia took over all the maintenance of our water and sewer lines in Cramerton. So it, it became a partnership that, that started. The first time it had been done in Gaston County that two municipalities had merged the, the treatment centers and, and water supply together. But we were able to provide a, at lower cost to the citizens of Cramerton. But we also created capacity for the city of Gastonia that we're just now starting to use. They, If you've been down on the Armstrong Ford Road, they are working on that line that will, will all the all – the, Wastewater from the Union Road, the new developments going on over there, that will all go to Lakewood to the treatment plant there. Gastonia needed our capacity, basically, and we needed to get rid of it. So that was a good deal. That that was one thing that, w- that we did, that I did as mayor and, and was part of. I don't want to take complete credit for that. That was a team effort. And anything you do in politics is always going to be a team effort. Never, if you ever hear any politician say, I did that, no, not really, because you're part of a board or you're part of a group of people. So, uh, and then when we got to this, when I got to the county commission, we were able to uh, to um, lower the tax rate by by continuing our economic development. We were able to to do that, and uh, we're able to build new schools. We're able to uh, to pass on some of the the savings to our citizens. So. Uh, I'm I'm not somebody that's going to just talk about what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and try to figure out a way that we can do something different than we're doing today. Uh, for people to say, "Well, that can, that can't be done." Transportation is one of those issues. We are in in North Carolina. The state builds roads, or the city builds roads, one or the other. Counties don't don't build roads. Cities and the state builds roads. In York County, South Carolina, the county builds roads, but they all have they have a program there called Pennies for Progress, and it it's basically a, a sales tax that goes on. That's a referendum that they are able to let the voters decide. Say we've got a project, we want to build this this road. They put this to the voters. Here's the project. Here's what we're going to do. We want to add a quarter cent to the sales tax. The exact same way we've we funded education, and this is where it doesn't just come from the people that own property in the county. Sales tax comes from everybody that passes through. So York County does the pennies for progress for roads, and they they've been able to do road projects there. We we need to, and this would be an act of the legislature that we need to establish a different model for funding roads. We need to be able to take local dollars 
give them to the state DOT and say, we really need to get this project done, whether it's widening I-85, whether it's the Catawba crossing, the new bridge into Gaston or to Mecklenburg County, which is right now is set for 2038. That's, that's a long ways off. Oh, wow. I mean, 2038, we, we need that road today and we're not going to have it today, but we just, we need to figure out a new formula, a new way to fund roads. And get a, the gas tax is 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 declining, and and the reason it's declining one cars are more more fuel efficient than they've ever been, and then there's a number of people that are driving electric cars. They're not paying the gas tax. Bastards. Anymore. They're not paying. They're yeah, driving. They're driving. It. They're driving by the gas pumps and and going like, <laughs> yeah, thank I you. Want, I want to start driving thank my you. golf cart. So, so I think we need a new model. We need a new formula. But I'm going. I'm going to go to Raleigh, and I'm going to get things done for us. Economic development, education, supporting law enforcement, and that's that's kind of my. I, I I don't. I think if I tried to get too far out and I want to do this, I want to do that. I've got three three areas I want to try to focus on, and that's transportation, our law enforcement, and education. Transportation certainly most important in Gaston County, but. Uh, law enforcement goes into that. And I mentioned the fact when you're having to wait on an officer to respond to a call and traffic is locked up on the interstate, that costs businesses money. Anytime the interstate's shut down for any length of time, that costs businesses money, whether in uh, work production, from manpower or otherwise. Uh, so so we've got we've to have a strong uh, law enforcement uh, in working force. So... Never, never think that law enforcement is not important to economic development because it is. Boy, if you, it if you is. don't have it, so it really is. We're, I mean, we we all know we're the backbone of everything in law enforcement. There you go, sir. Refund the police. Refund the police. Refund Absolutely, police. not defund. <laughs> refund. I like that. Re- refund. Ronnie, and I think you just got your campaign slogan right here. <laughs> Put this on your rack card. <laughs> all right. So what? You know. I wish this could go on for another hour. Well, I tell you, and it can. It, it can. It, has. it can. Well, I tell you, and, and I tell of course, you, I might need to call an Uber, but uh, I wish it was. <laughs> With you being here, and, and as well, this first time a straight ride came so close to being a daily drink. God, it's so good. 6.5 for Elijah Craig's straight Just couldn't ride. get it over that point five. Came close. Can we do a, re, a redo on that? Yeah, we yeah. could. Well, how about now? Try to pull it through. <laughs> Well, All right. Uh, you got a shout-out to a cha- pick chapter? Yes, I do. The Renegade Pick Chapter shout-out this week goes to Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Wow. Cool. Hillsborough County. Them, too. Tampa's Hillsborough. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, my brother lives and, in Lakeland, which is next door to Hillsborough County. Where, and, our, and our brother that uh, uh, Cupcake, or uh, Chuck Van Sickle is the uh, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. Okay, cool. Yeah, you know, renegade pigs are, you know, law enforcement, firefighters, right. and um, correction officers. Correction officers. Let firefighters in. Yeah, we got them in. <laughs> got them in. All special no, agents. No, them and firemen, too. Yeah. Somebody's got to cook for us. Somebody's got to cook. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pull that trailer that they smoke all that, yep. those Boston butts on. Absolutely. I'd like to give a shout out to as well is our black, our friends at Black Rifle Training Group, Don't Tread Podcast. Dylan, uh, keep the good work up. Law Enforcement Today at lawenforcementtoday.com. Shooter Express, Concealed Carry. Uh, Anthony Christine, keep the good work there as well. Anything else? Am I missing something? I think you said it. B Dove, you've been checking the, uh, our emails? Uh, uh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Boy, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> 
Yeah, God bless Buck, but you filled his shoes completely. You have. I'm sorry, you guys. Have. I've been La- busy. Last one at the to the to the to the podcast, Buck. You know, we lost. I mean, Buck. I know. Are you sure? I mean, really? I mean, that, those were big shoes to fill. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, at least he hadn't kicked back and took a nap yet during the podcast. No, I will so, do yeah. that. that. That may be coming. Yeah, Buck did that. I mean, my workload yeah. will will be better later on in about a month, a month and a half. I'll be better. May, hey. May 18th. Yeah, it'll be a lot better May 18th. <laughs> please remember, we do have a donation button. If you like to support us, please hit that and give a donation we'd, we'd love some money hey please leave a positive review on any of the listing platforms listing to apple we're on everything out there there's nothing we're not on we also have our own uh uh web page yeah you can go to bourbon and badges the, uh the podcast and what list everything i'm trying to slow right to read this. let me sum it this way. if you're if you can't find us you're not looking you're right you got that <laughs> right, right. You, there you, you can go. go straight to our webpage at bourbon and badges <laughs> the podcast pull up all of our stuff there as well be sure to like us on facebook twitter everything everything we're on everything out there we've, we've been doing anything on the tiktok thing um uh, we're going to we we're have, gonna. We got a oh, we're videos. gonna just as soon as we've answered those emails. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm on them email. I'm getting TikTok. Yeah. Uh, we'll get on. I'm sorry. The Twitter. Don't fire me, guys. Um, I, I like what you said about that money thing. Go to go to the bottom oh. of RonnieWorley.com. <laughs> that is actually the most important part of the page at RonnieWorley.com because that's the donate page. The so most important uh, part of the podcast, Ronnie. We appreciate you being here, yeah, brother. Thank you. I, I thank you. Enjoyed it. Don't get quiet. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give a hey. shout-out to the North Carolina Highway Patrol now, since I know what Ronnie yeah. said. I'm going to shout-out to the Highway man. Patrol. Very kind. And uh, remember, let's drink about it and drink responsibly. And all you first responders, be safe and get home to your families. Hey, Hound Dog, Yo. what, is this, what has this been? This has been a Studio 77 production. Fun.